Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, let's chat about your piece, which is just like, can I just wow how I don't know serendipitous it is that you have this other thing that's like exactly what we're talking about. I mean, I think it's also sign of the times, but um, (laughs) yeah. a thing that's very prescient on people's minds right now yeah i'm trying to figure out where to start so i was reading your um your your statement of intent right and so i think a couple of things that came up is that i'm interested in like what um what exactly are the anxieties that you're trying to um express here and or explore and then also like what are you seeing about toxic productivity because you're talking about responding to that and so what does that look like to you what does the toxic productivity look like yes Mm -hmm. um well I think it's just like I was trying to pull these out as kind of like examples of something that could like lean in that direction um because I, I guess the the anxieties that I that I'm thinking about are just like not not being productive, mm-hmm. and um and then the comments like these, uh, framed in a way that's add extra pressure to be productive it, at a moment when it's like really hard to be productive or when it's like, you know, it's okay to prioritize just like your own health first and then be productive later but that's just not the way that we're used to framing productivity mm-hmm. um, and so yeah I guess you mean we as academics or as like a society probably as, as a society at large because I feel like that pressure is being kind of felt in a lot of different ways in a lot of different areas but definitely also as academics like a lot of these phrases were pulled from emails that were talking about like okay how can we keep writing and how can we keep um you know publishing and how can we keep like applying for like um what am I talking about uh CFPs how can we like try to like write conferences and like keep up that like the the professional part of like being in academia and on the one hand it's yeah that's part of being in academia and that's like part of what we're here for but on the other hand it's like how how am I supposed to like just get the I'm I'm really only able to get the bare minimum done right now and then you're asking Mm -hmm. me to like also be generative in all of these other ways um like I'm just barely making it through my classes alive and mm-hmm. or like through the day and then on top of that it's okay it's like okay that's great now how can you like make something that we can point to and be like look here is the material that you produced sorry <laughs> I know. yeah sorry anyway I didn't mean to interrupt you no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's okay um but just like uh, I guess it's just like the way that we that we frame productivity um, and how how we have to be able to point to like here's this like thing that I made and that has been recognized by other people to prove that I am an academic or I am a productive member of X discourse community yeah. um, and it's just like man I just 
I can't keep up with that. Um, and the anxiety yes. being, I guess, like, I guess it's mostly like being thought of as like less than as, as not an academic or not a good student, not a good scholar, because I'm not able to stay on top of all of these things at once and survive a pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that my next line of inquiry <laughs> is just like asking about, um, how your relationship to writing um, has been like <laughs> reshaped by the pandemic, but mm-hmm. also like thinking specifically about um, like how that connects to the body. And so not just like the physical body, but also like <laughs> the emotional, spiritual body. So like mm-hmm. how does your body connect to or engage with writing and how is that different than the ways that it used to? And that's me assuming that it has changed. <laughs> um oh I think I think definitely um like there's that extra pressure that well maybe not extra but just like like this compounded pressure of like there there, there's always the pressure like to be writing and producing but now it's writing and producing under these like um isolated and restrictive and Mm -hmm. um just like really really draining circumstances where um you know not what am I trying to say like on the one hand I have all this time at home but on the other hand like there's no that there's not a whole lot of outlets for like you know social needs and not really all of those emotional needs are being met and stuff like that so um I think there's there's like this compounded pressure to write, but at the same time, and I think it helps that I took this poetry seminar this last semester um, mm-hmm. because we read this text over the course of the semester. Uh, it was oh, called. You read something? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> read in air quotes. <laughs> you know, I glanced at this text. Oh, it's called uh, Writing as a Way of Healing. And there's a subtitle, but I can't remember, by uh, Louise DeSalvo. And um, it just, it's almost like this, like, how-to book. Um, It's kind of, like, instructional, but it's backed up by a lot of, like, um, research and, like, scholarly uh, citation and theorists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, studies. And it's essentially, like, telling you, like, how to use writing to be this, like, transformative, therapeutic healing practice and how to like cultivate that and do it in a way that helps you like relate traumatic events or traumatic experiences to feelings and like name those things and kind of like work through them um which sounds very like big trauma but um and a lot of it was framed as like you know it 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 used a lot of examples that were um well I don't want to fall into the trap of like ranking people's traumas because that's, <laughs> yeah. but so maybe scratch that, but it's just about like working through things and using writing to do that in a way that's like productive and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think contextualizing writing in that way has been really helpful for me to even just be able to like sit down and engage in writing at all. Because some, a lot of times what happens is when I feel all this pressure to do it and produce and um, 
and try to get published and try to, you know, do conferences and try to do this and try to do that. Um, and, and be thinking ahead to like future writing projects and all of this stuff. Like usually what happens is I shut down and I just don't sit down and write at all. But the mm-hmm. helpful thing um, in thinking about writing as more of an outlet, I could kind of subvert that pressure and, um, or maybe bypass is a better word, um, and use writing to just like express and sort of let out the, you know, anxieties, um, feelings, whatever, and like name things and, you know, use imagery to talk about things that are maybe like hard to put into words, uh, cause it is a poetry class. And, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of helped to meet some of those like emotional needs that maybe weren't really being met before. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of a roundabout way of getting at that like emotional, spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. Um, kind of related to my body in that way. Yeah. Um, well, that's like a much more positive <laughs> relationship with writing, I feel like, than I have. <laughs> so. I mean, that's not a good day. It's not all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so um, how do you think that um, how would you characterize the relationship of like the what you've produced in the last year with the rest of your like general body of like work? So like, do you feel have you been able to continue in like the same, um, I don't know, maybe like creative directions that you were writing in before? Or have you like, I don't know, have you been operating in a totally unconnected space? Mm-hmm. definitely not unconnected because I feel like it's like this yeah. um, uh, amalgamation of like a bunch of different things mm-hmm. but the pandemic has definitely like veered it into like interesting directions but it's also like the compounding of like the pandemic plus you know giving birth to a little person <laughs> yeah having to keep that person alive um <laughs> and 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 also like first year of my PhD so just like a lot of like growing mm-hmm. things and um again I'm going to kind of point to this poetry class because poetry in general is something that like has intimidated yeah me. gross yeah and I, yeah I, I, I've just like avoided it and I didn't want to have anything to do with it because I'm like that's not me that's not what I want uh-huh. and so this and and as I have gone through school and like encountered it more and encountered it in like different forms I'm like okay it's not this big scary icky thing that I thought it was I should engage with it I need to be knowledgeable in this area I just don't feel like it and but I finally bit the bullet um and it's helped me kind of go in more of a like hybrid direction like I've always kind of been interested in like unconventional forms of fiction uh, but this kind of like pushed me into like, okay, well, we can work poetry into that as well. It doesn't, it doesn't just have to be unconventional fiction. It can just be like unconventional period. And it can, you know, it can be like a hybrid that takes elements of poetry, elements of fiction, elements of whatever the hell I want kind of a thing. So, um, so that's been really interesting. Um, but then I do, I mean, I've always kind of like content wise, I always feel like I've veered toward, um, 
darker things in general because I just think that those are more <laughs> interesting to write about and more compelling. <laughs> but I think especially lately, my stuff has been very uh, maybe visceral is a good way to put it. Mm. Like mm-hmm. blood and guts come up more. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure why. Which could be an expression of just like, you know, my body went through a lot of visceral things in the last year. Um, Yeah, so that brings up, you know, a valuable question that we should probably also cover. So, like, what are some other things besides this writing that your body has produced that you would like find valuable? So, things my body has produced that are valuable. Aside from yeah. writing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I say Clark? <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's pretty cool. Um, there's that. Um, what yeah. else have I produced? I don't know. Yeah. Well, so we're trying to think about ways to prob- problematize productivity or to reframe it. And so, like... Um, I mean, I think that you've probably, like, produced or maybe, like, reproduced, like, a different kind of relationship with Kyle or, like, a stronger, because, like, you guys have a human, right? Yeah. You're responsible for. And I'm sure that you've, like, um, produced, like, new connections, even though it's the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. with, like, people and peers in your program. Um, okay. So, like, stuff like that. Well, so to just kind of jump off like the comment about Kyle like that's a good area to think about just because like we have a child now but also um on top of that we um we're both working from home full-time yeah Mm -hmm. and that's so that's been this like weird negotiation of like space and time and like who does what um and like my responsibilities have really shifted because I'm trying to like student and teach and mother and work at the pub unit and you know do fill all these different roles to the point where like there are just not enough hours in the day and so like even just like responsibilities around the house have kind of like shifted like he does a lot more um dishes and cooking and mm-hmm. and cleaning than he used to not that it was pretty 50 50 before so now it's more yeah. like he does most of those things <laughs> i uh survive high five yeah <laughs> I, I plan to try to even out the scales after the semester's mm-hmm. over but you know yeah. he's he's kind of just like taken on a little bit more because he's able to which has been really nice um but also it like changes the dynamic um yeah, so you've like produced like new power relations maybe yeah maybe and just like new routines mm-hmm that kind of thing new like procedures I don't know mm-hmm. um and I'm thinking about like there's just been like um very different kinds of relationships that have been produced this year be- partly mm-hmm. because it's all online but also because like uh it's my first year in my PhD program so there's all my like my cohort coming in um two of them I knew before from like the ISU master's program but most of them I didn't and so like I'm meeting and engaging with these people entirely online and like trying to like understand like who they are as like academics as like my cohort as just like a person in general like are you somebody that I would like like and hang out (laughs) with outside of this I have no idea Mm -hmm. maybe (laughs) 
and then like trying to gauge like those kind of weird things um and then also just like a bunch of people that I had previous in-person relationships with now it's like solely online and like that's kind of weird like trying to talk to my um one of my supervisors who's kind of in general an awkward person and then like (laughs) trying to read them across Mm -hmm. like a chat messenger thing yeah um but we figured it out (laughs) lots of producing lots of like weird little encounters like that I guess yeah yeah I mean I think it's (laughs) it 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 really especially like with this shift to online everything has reshaped the ways that we have to read the body because it's like we're trying to read a body that's not really there or it's constituted in a digital yeah. space, which is just like wildly different. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, so, yeah.